Hello, welcome back to the Goody Two Shoes podcast. I'm Ellie, I'm the daughter half. I'm Becky, I'm the mom half. And today we're talking all about gardening. It's that time. Yeah, it's. I'm so happy that it's that time. It's been actually balmy out lately and I've just been loving it. It was like 80 yesterday, right? Yeah, the last two days it hit 80. Freaky. That is not normal. It's actually not April. Normal. Yeah, yeah, I think we broke some records. So crazy. And then it's like supposed to like snow next week, right? Well, there's a possibility of snow between Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Oh, stupid Wisconsin. Hashtag Wisconsin. <laughs> Cannot make up this mind. Uh-oh. But I'm like so happy because I also like I kind of got like a tan because I was like sitting out in the sun so much. And so it's going to be like snowing and I'm just going to be sitting here with like a gorgeous tan. <sighs> but I've just been trying to be outside. Okay, don't make that face. <laughs> I'm happy that I got a tan because it makes me, I don't know, when you get like sun on your skin, it just feels like really good that's true and we're all like this pasty translucent white because of being cave dwellers for six months just a month, so. family of caspers yeah pretty much <laughs> literally but we've been just trying to be like outside as much as we can and it's been gorgeous and i really want to go swimming also i've been in my sewing era lately i don't know why but oh actually i do know why it's because i have hot flashes of interests like every week and this week i've been like extremely interested in sewing again and I do sewing here and there but I've been like I want to sew everything and so I'm making some shorts that I have to alter a little bit because I have really big hips apparently um and I have to I'm gonna make like a bucket hat and stuff and I'm just very excited you have normal size hips I know but these are these shorts are a little too a little too tight got it yeah so that's what's that's what's new for us um just got through the Easter season and um, moving forward. Plants are budding. There's flowers. Oh, I got my hair cut. I forgot. It's like all gone. And back to Ellie. Sorry. <laughs> I just I did not – I'm so sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you. I'm like, hey, everyone, look at me. No, sorry. You can continue. I just, That popped into my I'm head. I'm tanning. I'm sewing. Stop. I got a fabulous haircut. Stop. I'm Mommy, sorry. be quiet. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep talking, please. I won't ever talk again. Ah. <laughs> It's a cute haircut. Yes. I figured you, sh- you would announce it. I just thought it would be right then. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so going into our topic for the day is gardening, which is something that is not a mystery to most people, but um, we're coming at this. Like maybe it's something that you're interested in or you're kind of doing, but you could like want to do more, or maybe you've never tried gardening and it feels overwhelming because you see those massive like Midwest living gardens or, um, you know, people who sell vegetables for a living, like their fields and fields. And mm-hmm. we're like, no, there's a lot of varieties of gardens. And I think that everyone should have some sort of a garden. Yeah. So you're probably like, oh, well, hello, why do I even want a garden? And what would be your answer to the person who says gardening has no point And why would I even want to do it? What a waste of time. Well, person who has said that to me, <laughs> I would say that I never, I came into garden, I started gardening when you were like a baby. So I've been doing it for about 15, 16 years now. So I started gardening when I was like 25. So it's not like, oh, I'm already X age. I can't ever start. No, that's not true. Um, there's, it's so easy to start and every season you learn something new so like every year i still learn something new but um it's i can always rely on the knowledge that i've gained to build off of that so one of the one of the 
really amazing things that I've found with gardening is I get outside and connect with nature, the soil. I know that sounds all cliche, but it's true. Like you kind of were just doing like this meditative focus work and like there's a bumblebee floating by and there's birds singing in the trees above you and the breeze is coming through. It's like this amazing pastoral feeling. And I also connect with God quite a bit as I garden. Um, I just, I really enjoy my time out there. Sometimes I listen to books or music, but usually I'm just listening to the sounds around me um, because I'm just fully immersed in that world. I love the plants. It's so odd to say that. I never thought I would say that I love plants, but they're they're so sweet. (laughs) These little seeds come up and, and they just try. And for us, our gardens are usually for food, but we also plant flowers. And so just seeing going from like start to harvest is, um, such a beautiful process. It's, it's also shows like patience. There's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that can, the other thing um, that I found was amazing with gardening was how much I was able to involve the kids as they got older. Um, you know, at first Ellie was just sitting in like a playpen out in the yard by me. And then, you know, she could help a little bit with her little muck boots. And um, then, you know, as we added kids, they all had their own, and they were just unafraid to go right into the garden with me. And, and I was able to teach them when something was ripe and how to pick it. And like, they were so excited to pull like a carrot from the ground. I mean, you could speak maybe more to that mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yeah, I think I definitely don't have as deep a love for it as you do. But it's definitely very important to me, and I think it's a lot just because of how much it was my childhood and growing up was around gardening. And I think that there's like a misconception that gardening is just like you just like throw some seeds on the ground and then you just water it. And it's like it's not to say that it can't be that simple, but there can also be so much more to it if you want there to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you definitely did. And so it was always so exciting for me, like getting into like, it's like, oh, wow, spring's really here. Cause like the seed catalog would come and we'd be like sitting down and like looking through all the seeds together and be like, oh, I want this plant. I want this flower. And there was a couple of years where we got like our own garden beds and we got to take care of like our own little section of the garden and we were responsible for it. And that was also really fascinating because it was I mean I knew that I was the one who was keeping these plants alive you know and that was very um helpful for me as a young person just to kind of understand like cause and effect and what happens when I neglect my responsibilities and how much responsibility am I taking on and so that was really cool for me um and also just super exciting to reap the reward and be able to like harvest my own cucumbers and stuff and be like hey guys you want some of my cucumbers because I helped make them yeah um So for that, there was definitely a lot of just like fond memories around that, I think. And as I've gotten older, I've I've still like enjoyed helping you in the garden and stuff. I'm hoping plan this year's actually, which Mm -hmm. has been fun. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. I think that it's definitely like has a very – it can be a very like worshipful experience, I think. I'm thinking of like how different people worship God and like people – any of you who are like, oh, I just like – for me, I'm like, I feel like I'm closest to God when I'm singing. Um, but I also know people who, similar to you, say like, I feel closest to God when I'm out in nature. And gardening can be a great way to constantly cultivate that feeling in that place of worship um, in your everyday. Yeah, absolutely. So you sold the person. They say, okay, this sounds great, but 
let's be honest, I have no space or I have no time. How in the world am I supposed to execute this? You do not have any idea how hard this would be for me to do in my life. So I would say the, the way that I, that helped me was starting small. Um, like I, I armed myself with some, some good books about gardening, especially in the mid, like wherever you live, like I'm not assuming you live in the Midwest, but like wherever you live, find gardening books that are specific to your region because mm-hmm. that'll Oh, really I think help. you should talk on that as well because I didn't know that that was a thing and that could be regions. That could be really helpful for... Yeah. I mean, so for instance, you you have to know your, they call them agricultural zones. And where we live, we're right on the border of zone five and zone four, which is more in the northern end of like temperatures. And it's all based on the average low temperature of the year so Mm -hmm. it's it's like the freezing how freezing everything could be because that really affects plants that are overwintering so for instance like we could never grow citrus or avocados or any of those like bananas nothing because those are like zone eight and like like you know the tip of florida can grow some of those and that's it Mm -hmm. so you you can't like think oh i'm gonna have like all these things and maybe you're not because yeah just just basically look look up where you live where your average is and also um on the nitty-gritty side of it don't if you're like what are we like zone four or something like that if you're there's a plant that's like four to seven or something it's probably not the best one because it's like on the upper end of four and there's like it's like oh yeah technically but you might end up just killing your plants so just being aware of like where you are in um relation to what you want to grow right because i think what you meant was like if it's close to like if it says it can survive in your zone, but it's more likely to survive in warmer zones, it's probably going to have like one bad winter is going to kill it. Mm-hmm. And that's for like, I'm thinking like fruiting trees, like we were able to grow peaches at our other place, but it was one of those borderline mm-hmm. plants. And over like five years, it died. It produced fruit like yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, it was it, like, bonkers. It was it, like nothing, nothing. And then one year it was like, holy crap, this thing is like, like dropping. Yeah, you could not tree. even see leaves. Yeah, it's crazy. I think actually it produced itself to death or something because <laughs> like it went ham. But all that to say is like for gardening, I don't want to overwhelm you because you can get lost in the details. Find there's there's tons of good blogs. Like uh, a site that I found really helpful over the years was Mother Earth News, and they have a magazine, but they also have a really informative website and it's easy to navigate. Um, all about these sorts of things. Um, any of the organic gardening sites, I will push organic because. Um, if you're making food for your family, you don't want to be using the sprays and stuff like that. But I would say like, okay, say you have an apartment or you have just a really small front yard or something like that where you're like, I couldn't even fit a garden in there. Well, there's really creative ways. Like you could do um, a window garden, like get a, like a little hanging window. Like my very first garden was before we, you were even born, Ellie. And I like, all we had was like this patio, this South facing patio. And I bought a bunch of like little containers and like, it was pathetic. My dad, who's a farmer, actually like laughed when he saw our first garden because it was like literally planted like five peas. <laughs> it was like five pea plants were coming up on our little patio. And I'm like, hey, don't make fun of me. You have to start somewhere. Like that's all we had room for. Yeah. And like we were so excited because, you know, they were climbing and they were going to produce pea pods and stuff like that. And we were like, hey, we get to have like one snack. And <laughs> But it was like, it was like, it built up my confidence. It's like, oh, okay, I can do this. Like, Mm -hmm. and then when we ended up moving and I was able to expand a little bit, then I was like less afraid to do it. So I would say like find uh, a south facing window or, 
like a friend, like for instance, I had a friend who had eight children and she loved gardening, but she lived in a house in town with like a really shaded backyard. She had no options for gardening where she was, but she made friends with people who own land and gardened with them. Mm -hmm. And so if you were really committed, like she was, you could definitely garden because you have connections. So that's, I would say that the next tip is finding good seeds. Um, sometimes there's like discount seed, like they're like, I don't know, generic seeds. I don't know where they come from, but like I've tried the, the off-brand seeds that you find in some of the stores, like the box stores and stuff like that. And they just don't germinate. Germinate is a word that means like when you put the seed in the ground, is it going to like actually put a plant up? And, the, and when something has a low germination rate, it means like maybe you plant 50 seeds and only like 10 come up. Like that's mm -hmm. really bad. And some of those like off-brand seed companies, I don't know. <laughs> I think they prey on people who don't know any better because they're like <laughs> terrible. And of course, I, I've learned that by buying their seeds. So I would say like if, if the seed packet looks a little bit more expensive than the next one, it's probably for a good reason. Mm -hmm. Um and the other thing is you want to have a good soil base for your plants. You want to just give them a really great start. So whatever it is, like one year we moved and our, the ground, the land that we lived on was super wild. Like we didn't have, we ended up taming it down quite a bit. But the first year we were there, it was just like, we basically had this tiny little lawn and this mat, like just wildness all around us. And so I just found like. Wait, what house was that? That was our house, our previous house. When, you when were, was it wild? The first year we moved in. It took us like about a year to like the yard to tame it down. Yeah. Oh. Um, remember you guys used to call it tick house? <laughs> because oh when you, gosh, every time really? you played outside, you'd come in with ticks because the grass Ew, was so tall. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I did not remember that. Probably for a reason. <laughs> not me blocking it and you just like researching it. Well, you were it. like five. So <laughs> anyway, all that to say is I found on the property there was a bunch of old tires there was like some random boxes like and i just you know bought some bagged soil i know that's not the cheapest but like i filled all these random containers stuck them on the south side of the house put up like some chicken wire fence to keep like the wildlife out and we were growing like this really ugly looking but food producing garden <laughs> because i was like i gotta garden i gotta get my fingers in the dirt this place is not ideal right Just now, but I can do, I can do like uh, raised beds, but they mm. were raised in like old tires and, you know, like um, the baskets that you get like trees in, like this guy had just dumped everything in a corner and we, I found all this stuff and I'm like, I can fill that with soil. I can fill this with soil. Mm -hmm. And then, and it was just a matter of watering and making sure the plants, anyway, all that to say is if you're creative, you can probably figure it out and make it work, even if it's small, because that's actually pretty good to get, build your confidence up. Yeah, for sure. I think there's like a, when you're starting something new, it's easy to just want to look at like the end, end product. Mm -hmm. Be like, I want a like acre garden <laughs> with like all of these different plants and stuff. And then you look at that and you're like, what am I saying? That's way too much work for me. I'm so overwhelmed and I'm not going to do anything. But the fact is you don't need an acre garden. Um, and if you start really small, like you said, it gains your confidence. And really, you just get more understanding of what everything means. Um, and so if you have a small family, first of all, a small garden is all you really need. But even if you have a big garden, don't feel like you have to start a big garden, a big family. Don't feel like you have to start with a big 
garden right away because just kind of getting that experience under your feet is going to be way better than potentially making a really big garden and, you know, killing all of your plants. Um, and also you're still going to be able to like, it's not like having a garden. You automatically like don't buy any food for your family. Like you're still going to need food. Yeah. So for sure. if you're like, oh, well, it's not enough to be like providing for my whole family. It's like, well, yeah, that's you have to scale it pretty huge in order for that to be the case anyhow. It's going to be more like we get to add it into meals and stuff like that and starting small with like an herb garden or with just some like uh, lettuce and like um, salad plants and stuff. Those are the sorts of things that you can plant, harvest pretty quickly and use on a pretty average basis and it doesn't actually take up that much space. And so just kind of looking at what your family eats on a daily basis – um, and how much space you have. And like you said, kind of getting creative with the space and the resources that you have. And you'd be surprised how easily you can actually make a thriving garden um, wherever you are. Like we're in the city right now. Um, and it's not to say that we're like in like a – like it's a small town. Um, but we don't have like a ton of yard space. Um, and we work with the space that we have. We have some garden beds, which by the way – are the best. Um, and we just like work with space we have. We have it packed in there. We have like hanging plants that go around different parts of the house so that we have some like flowers around there. And our garden produces great for like the whole season. And we have all the things that we need and it's works perfect for the space. So don't be intimidated by um, how little space that you think you have or even maybe how much space you have and you feel like you need to fill it all. Just work mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. and start from there. And as you understand it more and more, you'll be, like, really pleased with how easy it is to continue. Yeah, I, I like what you said with, like, if you have a lot of space, you don't have to fill it. Mm-hmm. I, we made that mistake once when we did have – when we were living on the farm. I had gardened the first year in just the, the family garden plot that had been there for, like, generations. And that was really successful. And we were like, holy crap, we're growing our own food. Like, what is this? Our own sweet corn, our own tomatoes. I'd never grown – like um, a pepper on my own. And like, I'm like, I stuck seeds in the ground and this food came out. (laughs) It was just crazy. I remember taking a picture of some of like our very first big harvest because I was like, this came from our garden. (laughs) (laughs) Like we get to eat all this. And and so then the next year, because we were also trying to do a direct market farm, um, you know, Andy was like, okay, well now we have like this, um, this like half acre field that we can till up. And you can do a half acre like market garden. And I was like, I possibly know enough to do something <laughs> like that. And, and then, of course, my friend who I mentioned before with the eight kids, she was like, she's like, I'll help you. And like we can like garden together and then we can also feed our families together. I'm like, yes, I like that. And so we partnered up and she was there, you know, because she was a stay at home mom like me. And so she was there like most days with her kids. And um, we even with the two of us. We could not get that whole thing planted. And, and like we tried, we really tried and we had all these high hopes, but most of it ended up getting like totally overgrown with weeds and the parts that we were actively using were fine. But um, it was really disappointing. Like we'd taken a huge bite and we couldn't get it down mm-hmm. basically. And so it, I hated looking at the part of that field that was like full of you know ragweed and, and all the, the awful like invasive weeds that come to open soil and like, and then it also was like bad time because it was a really wet year. So it was hard for us to get into the garden as much as we needed. But all that to say was we took on too much too fast. And so then the the following year we let, we just went 
we scaled way back and that was better. But mm. so that, you know, that's the sort of thing. But then once I got my, I figured it out, like, so the house that I mentioned where we were like having to weed, weed whack and the kids got ticks and I had like t- tires for container gardens. The following year, we kind of got it under control. And I was like, I want to have, I had this vision that I wanted to have this, like a, a cottage garden with little raised beds and pathways and places to sit and wildflowers and, um, you know, a beautiful little fenced area. And I worked on that for the next like three or four years, every year expanding and getting more beds in and more wildflowers planted. And it was like a, a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. So like the first year we had, I think like six raised beds. And then the next year we doubled that. And then the, the year after that, I, I decided to keep part of it as lawn because the kids were like getting old enough where they were wanted to like throw a Frisbee around us. And so it was like, it was becoming my dream, but it didn't happen the first season. I think it would have killed myself if I had done it all at once. Mm -hmm. So it was wonderful to like kind of work towards it, like each year being like, okay, cool. So now we're going to plan for next year. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, bringing that background to you, the, the listener, it's like, I still recommend like if you haven't gardened before or it's been a long time, or maybe you, are like a little hesitant to get back into it. Like just start small, give yourself a ton of grace. And like I could list a ton of plants that are really forgiving. Mm -hmm. Like you almost can't screw them up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like for instance, radishes, radishes are amazing. And as long as you plant them early enough in the season, they're going to grow and you're going to harvest them in like 28 days. And I would say don't plant them past like May 1st though, because they're good. In this climate where Oh yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting you guys are all here, but just avoid the heat because, weirdly enough, hot weather produces spicy hot radishes. So if you love the spicy yeah. hot radish, we've fine, had yeah, but, but they really woo yeah, lick they, your tongue. They're like um, wasabi, like that's the kind of heat it is. So just but radishes are really easy. Um, I would say that beans, like bush beans, are really easy, and like snap beans, those green long green things that you find. Um, those are like not for snickety. Ellie mentioned herbs before, like thyme, oregano, um, a lot of these, uh, like sage. Mm-hmm. Those are nice because you can potentially have just an herb garden and mm-hmm. a lot of those things get used in cooking pretty regularly. And I mean, that's just really nice cause it's just, oh, I just need oregano or sage or whatever. And you just like walk out and grab some. Clip a spring. Exactly. And that's something that's really nice because it's just like very versatile, you know, as opposed to like, I think that's another thing that I was going to say is like starting with, especially starting small, but also starting with plants that you're actually going to use. Yes. Because it's easy to look at the seed catalog and be like, oh my gosh, uh, hyper pigmented purple leaved uh, Asian corn. Yes, please. (laughs) And you're, you have like all of these things that are like, sounds super duper cool, but then you're like, oh my gosh, what do I even use this for? Like eggplant? Don't plant eggplants. <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good point. Like over the years, we have learned as a family that we can plant all the kale we want. Kale comes up really easily, by the way. Kale and lettuces. And we just do not eat it enough. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, all those kale lovers out there. It's not that we hate kale. We just don't. the amount. We don't eat it, it that much. And we're a family of six and we cannot get through it in time. It freezes though, which is nice. And you can make kale chips, which are awesome. Yeah. So that's not to say that kale is bad. It's just, you have to look at those things and be like, is this something that my family is actually going to end up needing and using on a regular basis? Yes. Because it's not like you can just be like, oh, that's pretty in my garden. It's like, no, you got to do something with it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like I tried planting, um, what was it? Turnips last year. 
for oh, the first time. I have I'd, no memory of this. Maybe they really didn't. The, well, okay. So for years, I was like, I want to try turnips because they're a really fun potato alternative. Like they behave quite the same way, but they don't take up nearly as much space as potatoes. And I don't have a lot of space to work with. So I'm like, oh, I'll try the turnips. This will be the year of turnips. And I tell you what, I'm never planting those things again. <laughs> they were No, maybe it was the variety. That's the other thing is maybe the variety was bad and I should okay. give it another try. But I don't have a lot of space to try mistakes. All I have to say is probably not a turnip family. It was very astringent. Um, so we have also found over the years that we just don't use eggplant. So we don't plant eggplant anymore. We use tomatoes, peppers. We love, you can grow your own popcorn. Did you know that? Like super fun. It's really, and we even did it in a container garden cause those plants aren't huge. Like field corn, that's like a massive corn, but, but popcorn is like maybe four feet tall. It's so fun to harvest your own popcorn. But all that to say is you can get really excited about like, Oh, what, what vegetables do we like? is the first question. Second question is, do they grow where I live? And can I grow them? Third question, you ask yourself, do I have the space for that plant? Because for instance, do you think of cauliflower? Maybe you love cauliflower. Maybe you do like a gluten-free diet and you're like, oh, I could grow my own cauliflower because I use it all the time. Cauliflower plants take up like three feet wide, like diameter. They're huge because they have these massive leaves that spread out like a big rose. And so I've grown cauliflower before, it's possible, but you get one head and you need like a circle of three feet for each plant. So you have mm-hmm. to really consider, wow, that's basically my entire garden is two cauliflower plants. Do I want mm-hmm. that? Like, so maybe the alternative is broccoli. They grow on a, like get a ton of broccoli heads and it doesn't take up nearly as much space, you know, things like that where mm-hmm. you can just kind of like go through it. But as you learn, like, it's just kind of fun to do the research and be like, okay, my family likes hot peppers. Well, how many hot peppers would we actually eat? Like, am I going to pickle them? Am I going to preserve them? That's the other thing is planting what you think you'll eat. And then you may have to learn how to preserve food because sometimes you'll have a great year and all of a sudden you're just like swimming in tomatoes. Hot peppers. <laughs> hot peppers and tomatoes. And then you're like, hmm, I like salsa. What other <laughs> ingredients do I need for salsa? You know, so then you kind of like get creative in the kitchen too. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of different ways that you can do it, but I think those are good points of just making sure basically that basically that you have the resources that you need to do what you want and not jumping in too far headfirst when you start out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could talk for literally the rest of the morning about gardening and like And she would and not get bored. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sorry. No, um, it's not that, sorry. I didn't mean to say that rude. I just that you have a lot of good information. Right. I keep thinking like, well, if I tell them to plant tomatoes, I should also tell them about this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, no, no, no. That is not, that's outside of the scope of this. <laughs> so if you have gardening questions, feel free to message me. Yeah. <laughs> message us, please. We'll answer them in a different episode yeah. all about tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one of the things that I neglected to mention, which I really want to hit on, is when you grow it yourself, it tastes leagues better than what you buy in the grocery store now maybe you buy food from the farmer's market in which case you already know this because those folks are already growing their own food and it's just you're getting that freshness from them so you probably already know but like carrots are like out of this world different like just carrots and those Mm -hmm. those guys once they are seeded they're super easy to grow too so like tomatoes i don't even touch store-bought tomatoes like i actually pick them out of like salads because I can't. I just it can't. It just tastes like water. And it's sad to me when people think that they're like, I don't like tomatoes. I'm like, if you ever had like, you only get them from the store, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, like same. 
<laughs> like you've never had real tomatoes that have that don't taste like squishy red water. Instead, yeah. they have this gorgeous sweetness with a crisp outer area, and their seeds are del- exactly they're just delicious. And I mean, that's the case for most things that are you know homemade or like grown in your own area. They're just going to be better usually. Um, but I think a lot of things in that way also, if you're just like, oh, I just like don't like this, I would encourage you to try it, even if you think that you don't like it, if you've only ever had it from the store. Because worst comes to worst, it grows great, and you have some great produce gifts to give to your friends. Yes, food to give away is always fun to Yeah, do. it's like, great. Yeah. It's always fun to be friends with someone who has a garden because you yeah. always know, oh, they had too much. Guess I'm getting a whole bunch of yeah. food. I would say things. don't plant zucchini. <laughs> no, don't. Like not even if you love zucchini. Don't do it because someone's always going to give you zucchini in August. Like you're going to find there's actually a national holiday called sneak a zucchini on your neighbor's porch day. And it happens sometime in August. Why? No, I'm not even kidding because people who plant zucchini get to like the saturation point where I can't do anything else with zucchini. I've got so much zucchini. It's coming out of my eyeballs. And so then they start like giving it like bags on to people unsuspecting. Sometimes people (laughs) have found bags of zucchini in their open like, because they left their windows open in a parking lot and, like, they came back from shopping and there's a bag of zucchini on, like, Stop. the front seat because people are like, I need to get rid of this, but I can't possibly throw the food away. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my goodness. All right. I love that. So what about this person who says, okay, here's the thing. I would love to garden, but I'll be honest. My kids are such picky eaters. I cannot get them to eat anything green for the life of me. I would be wasting so much money and time if I had a garden. Okay, that's fair. And I can't speak to every kid, but, and, and mine are not a good case study for that because they grew up in gardens. Um, <laughs> quite literally, Finn was potty training without pants on one year when I was gardening. And that, was, that was an experience. But it was a private country area and no one could see him <laughs> except for us. And we were in a fenced in garden area and it was all good. <laughs> all I have to say is, um, the, the, the experience that I have had with things like that is mm, our kids have friends. Our kids have friends who come over. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, no, but like they've come over and there have been meals served and they've been hesitant with like all, not just vegetables, like all types of food. My husband cooks is no secret and it's quite unique food. Our, our family is like totally immune to trying new foods because that's basically our every meal. So other people come in and they're like, uh, I don't know. But what we've seen, and like Ellie, you've seen this too, right? Mm. Um, is that the kids will take their friends out and like, hey, want to go pick some peas in the garden or let's go find some beans to eat. And the kids will be like, uh, I mean, I'll go out there with you, but no. And then they see, and then like, it's like kind of like this wonderful peer pressure where like the kids will see our kids harvesting like little cherry tomatoes or pulling a carrot from the ground or grabbing a cucumber off the vine and and then just taking a bite. And and they're like, see, it's yummy. And so like the friends are so curious. They want to do it. And there's something really magical for a kid and actually an adult too, to pull something out of nature and immediately be able to eat it. Mm-hmm. Like it's really tempting and you see that it's good. You know that this is a food that people eat. And we've seen so many of the kids' friends who, like, say, I don't eat vegetables or I don't eat blank vegetable. Go ahead and try it and like it because it's, like, this unique experience of harvesting it. So my thought is if you have kids in the house who are older 
or younger, it doesn't matter, um, who are like, no, I'm not going to eat that green stuff on my plate. Get them involved in the garden, like have them help you plant the seeds and have you have them, you know, help you water and and they're going to watch this thing grow. And it's going to be really exciting for them, just like you, to see that first fruit appear or vegetable appear mm-hmm. on the vine and like say, man, do you want to eat the first one? Like, it's all yours. Like, who could resist that? Yeah. Even if they don't, they're like, okay, I tried it, and it's still not my thing. Great. But at least, like, they were vibe and over time, who knows, that could change. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's that's kind of my thought on it. Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, I don't know. It's one of the most exciting things, like, every part of it. Because, like, if you're just like, hey, will you help me with the seeds? And they're like, ugh, fine. And they, like, help you, like, plant some of the seeds. Um that part at first you're just like okay whatever it's a chore but what's so much more exciting is when they come back like from school and they look at their garden and they're like oh my gosh there's little green things growing are those the seeds that i grew and they get to they realize like oh my gosh like i did that like those little plants that are there and then that excitement and anticipation just keeps building as those plants are growing more and more and he sees the first vegetable and he sees like the first pepper or whatever and then they're actually like turning the right color and at that point it's just it's so exciting and so special to know that you were a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you even to say if you came if they came in and you'd done all the planting already, even just that part of being able to pick the the well, I almost said pick the fruit, but like um, take that vegetable or whatever you grew like in their own hands from that garden and put it right into their mouth, like that's really exciting. And it can definitely like, yeah, some of our really picky like my brother's really picky friends and stuff will even like, who are just like, oh, I don't eat that. And they're like, oh, wait, I can pull the carrot out of the ground. And they love it. It's just, it's like, I don't know. It's it's definitely just a unique experience, I think. And it's it changes a lot of minds because a lot of those kids who don't like vegetables don't like store-bought vegetables. And honestly, I'm in the same boat, kid. So trying those um, that new experience in that new way can just totally just like shift your mindset. And I got to be honest, there's nothing cuter than like a gaggle of kids like – a group of kids walking up and down garden beds and just like foraging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, I might have had plans for those, but I don't really care. Just look <laughs> at them all. Look at them happily eating their little green things. <laughs> exactly. So um, those are well. Oh. I just actually I just thought of something to add to that. So last year um, we hosted a foreign exchange student, and she was wonderful. And one of the like right near the end of her stay, she had to leave at like the 1st of June. So in May of last year, I was working on getting our garden beds planted and she was around and, and I said, do you want to help me plant the seeds? And she was like, well, I don't know. I've never done that before. And, and I said, oh, okay. Like your family hasn't gardened. She's like, no, my dad gardens. I just have never helped. And I said, well, do you want to? And she was like, yeah, I would love to. So she helped me plant a bunch of seeds I just gave her instructions and, and obviously she was capable. She was 18, but like it was, and then, you know, she had to leave the country, but then I was able to send her some pictures throughout the summer and say, look at, look at what you planted. It's this big now, now it's this big. And she would always be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And what she said to me, and I don't know if this like ended up playing out, but that she really, when she was going to get back to her home country, she said that she was going to see about helping her dad in the garden because mm-hmm. she, even just planting the seeds with me and getting her hands a little dirty in the dirt, mm-hmm. she was like, that was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. And so, who, I mean, she was 18, who knows? You know, you can't just assume what how your kids are going to react mm-hmm. or, or anyone. Like maybe you have a husband that doesn't really like greens or something. Mm-hmm. 
you never know how yeah. it might change it. Definitely. Oh, I love that so much. I think this episode has been so great because it's like it applies so well to everyone. And like if you are even thinking about gardening, there's really no excuse not to because there's just so many different opportunities and ways that you can make it work for your family, which is just so exciting and encouraging for me just thinking about that because, I mean, that just means that like how much more you're going to be able to do with this and how like more of an excitement exciting experience is going to be able to just like grow season after season learning um and who knows maybe you give it a try and you're like yeah actually that wasn't really my thing but that's okay then you know and then mm-hmm. you've learned and you can try something else but gardening is definitely a really like i don't know i want to say hobby it's kind of a hobby but it's like a hobby that you get something from yeah well yeah exactly kind of mm-hmm. like if, if painting was your hobby you get paintings out of it mm-hmm. but yeah There's just – it's definitely a very rewarding process. Um, So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I tried to think of different questions that you guys might actually be asking. Um, And obviously, if you guys had other questions, you can message us. Um, We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, But, yeah, if you liked this episode, I would encourage you to send it to a friend um, or you can uh, follow our podcast or – send us a review, which would really help. And it sounds cheesy, but it seriously helps more people um, like you to find this podcast, which is really exciting. Um, So yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your time. I hope you feel encouraged to start your own garden um, or whatever aspect that means for you. And I hope you have a splendid rest of your day. See you guys. Bye. Bye.